0: Strangers in the Wood is an actual play series drawing elements from gothic fairy tales and 80s fantasy and sci-fi action and horror films. As such, a list of content warnings will always be made available in the description. to guide his flock, that I be able to understand their struggle. Of course, to a certain degree, I do, for I as well have struggled. The path is not easy to walk on for everyone, but I do believe everyone can walk it.
1: Is this what you wanted? Walter, it's not the time. I, I don't know. I- I didn't want this! I know it's not what you wanted, but this is what happens when you work for him.
2: Well, I can't have it any other way!
0: I want to take back Dakota's powers. Can't have a driver who's going against my rules. What do you say, Dakota? You ready to give up all that power?
2: I don't have to do anything. But, Walter, I'm scared I'll never get that thing. I'm scared I'll spend the rest of my life trying to get that one thing. And I don't know if it'll ever happen.
3: Oh, but Kayla, Kayla, I have a fear that if you leave
0: right now and take Dorothy away from me, that you may not be able to help yourself.
4: Are you going to be okay?
0: I'm going to be fine, Dorothy. Go.
4: Okay. Every instinct in her is telling her to run. The ones that are animalistic, the ones that are Dorothy. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have any brain space to clock. That Elsie really is falling behind.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm going to use code
0: review. You feel another ripple throughout this space, this time emanating not from somewhere far off, but from you. And as you do that, you all begin to sink.
1: Oh, awesome. Go go find Dorothy. I'll, uh, I'll meet back up with you guys. No, if you're going, I'm going with you. I don't know what's happening. Dakota. Dakota. I'm gonna be okay. Sign, Dorothy.
3: Okay.
0: So, Dorothy, you are currently running through the labyrinthian halls of this church. Um, The floor of every hall that you go into is that same kind of grass green carpet, all of the wooden doors matching with very little like signage or any kind of decoration to really tell them all apart. The uh, halls very much feel and look identical. But you are running through them, kind of going through a mix of running on your regular two legs and every now and then on a quick turn, moving into using your front two hands uh, in order to just
4: pivot faster. Yeah, exactly. Good sense.
0: It feels natural. And to a degree where you almost don't even notice that it's happening. And so, yeah, you are running through the halls looking for any kind of escape because you know that Sister May is behind you and she is currently using some kind of strange ability that is making the floor beneath you sink like quicksand. So as you're running through these halls, how is Dorothy feeling right now?
4: Terrified. She lost track of her friend of Elsie, Uh, she ran into Kayla and had a scary encounter there, another person that she trusted, and now uh, somebody who she briefly trusted has turned out to be not have her best interest in her mind at at heart and uh, is trying to stop her, so terrified, disoriented, and just uh, hurt about the whole encounter overall, but uh, that's not the priority right now at all. It's just, like, pure adrenaline and fear. She's just trying to find a way out of this church.
0: Understood. So, you're just trying to find a way out of the church. You don't care if you run back into Dakota, Walter, them. you just want to leave. Is that it? Yeah. Okay.
4: Yeah, at this point. Understood. I need to get out of this place.
0: So, yeah, uh, I think... Hmm. How to frame this a little bit? Okay, yeah. So you're still running through the halls, kind of going back and forth between uh, using your two regular feet and your and your front uh, hands uh, as you're like just running, turning down the, the the halls and such. Maybe this is stumble upon because. You're looking for a clue, a way to find out. I think that that makes more sense then. Cause you're not, I mean, you are in okay. quote unquote immediate danger, but we've already kind of done that. And that's yeah. how you kind of got into the situation you are before. So let's do stumble Below yeah. instead. So this will be, as you're running, you coming um, across something that could be useful for you possibly. Okay. Awesome.
4: Uh, da, da, da. Nine.
0: On a nine. A clue comes to mind and you wander off to find it unnoticed. Cool, 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 cool. As you're running through this place, trying to find all the different possible ways to get out of here, I think you overheard at some point during your stay here and your conversations, just like between all of the people talking, especially when you were having brunch uh, with Kayla, Tyree, Aaron, and all of the other people. You've probably heard of the room where it happens you know the room and
4: where it happens yeah yeah i want to be in the room where it
0: happens of course you want to be in the room where it happens because of course that is a where you know everybody's like oh that's the place where they become they become people again right they become fully human again they remove mm-hmm. um that and that is the safest place you can think of and it's also a place where no one is supposed to be and so why would you think to look for you there and so you run off to try to find the room where it happens. And okay. as you like kind of get that idea. Yeah, I believe that you run off down the hallway, find a door that like leads to like a stairwell that goes down. And yeah, I think you just go for it because you're just okay. trying to run down all, all these halls basically look the same to you anyway. So I think you're running off trying to find this room where you're pretty sure that she would not come to look for you. Um, okay. Awesome. And as you, like, kind of take off down this stairwell, we're going to cut over to Dakota. Uh, Dakota, you are with Aaron, who is currently uh, still in their kind of not fully broken wheelchair, but it's not entirely in the shape that it was before, just based on the fight that had happened and uh, which is currently being pushed by the driver. And so the three of you are kind of going down the halls, running away from uh, that small area where Walter was, where the ground kind of became the same kind of quicksand texture and sank him into the ground. What's going on through Dakota's head right now?
2: Amongst the myriad of things that have just happened and, and losing and giving up something that means a lot the only thing that dakota really has to cling on to at all is just finding dorothy that's the only thing that dakota really has driving him right now Mm -hmm. and so his mind is kind of racing of like where do i go what can i even do and do i have the strength to do it anymore
0: totally fair understandable You all run down the hall a decent ways away from where, you know, the floor was sinking and everything until you get to a point where you are pretty sure that, you know, ground is solid. It's safe. You're not in any immediate danger now. And so that the three of you can kind of catch your breath very briefly. Brittany kind of kind of slumped over the wheelchair that Aaron is in, turns to look at you and says, so what's the plan?
2: I think that. Dakota doesn't hear that first question. Dakota's looking back. Is Walter still in view of us?
0: I think Walter is completely underneath the ground at this point. Has fully sunk.
2: Dakota's just staring at, like, where Walter was.
0: I think you're starting to see the ripples kind of slowly settle out. um, Mm -hmm. And, like, the ground begin to stabilize as the last, like, kind of remnants of uh, where Walter was is wiped away and normalized and as you're kind of staring at it uh Brittany pipes up again hey Dakota uh
2: of uh, yeah. snaps at you um like kind of jolts and turns and looks at the driver
0: what's the plan now
2: um 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 we we finally find we find Dorothy right right that's what we're supposed to do
0: um yeah I guess yeah all right cool any idea where she is
2: no She has to be here somewhere, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, I guess.
2: Do do you still, I mean, you have access to the driver's abilities, right? And you have the strengths that I had. You can, you can track her, can't you?
0: She kind of looks away from you for a second, kind of looks down, takes a deep breath, looks back. I might. I have to try me a second and she like kind of straightens herself up takes in a deep breath breathes out she looks like she's trying to focus in on some something for like a couple of moments she's like clenching her fist you see like her body tense up as she's trying to pull something from like deep within her and she loosens opens her eyes and lets out a deep sigh. I don't have it anymore. (sighs) Damn it. And you can tell that she looks like really, really frustrated about this. There's, like, this brief flash of anger that she just punches the wall next to her, leaves, like, kind of, like, leaves, like, breaks the wallpaper, leaves, like, a hole in the wall uh, as, like, the, the like, plaster and such uh, just, like, breaks uh, with, like, just the force of her punch. She pulls it out with, like, drywall and, and, and like, dust um, kind of flying out from the hole that she's just made.
2: Um, Dakota doesn't really flinch when that happens um, and puts a hand on Brittany's back and goes, it's it's okay.
0: She um. shakes you off, uh, like kind of almost instinctively of like, just like, don't fucking touch me. <sighs>
2: Fuck. We'll just do the old fashioned way. It's fine.
0: She is silent. For a moment, you can tell that she's obviously like very irritated and there's this thing that's bothering her that she's not quite voicing. She like takes a moment. It's like, fine. Looks back up, walks over to the wheelchair that Aaron's in and Aaron is like finally kind of starting to recover a little bit. It looks like they have a bit more kind of lucidity to them. And uh, Brittany walks over, takes the back of the wheelchair, and just starts r- pushing it uh, down the hallway without a word.
2: Um, Dakota s- doesn't s- stands in place and goes, "Hey, what? You don't have to help us if you don't want to. It's okay. Do you want to be here? It,
0: it's I'm fine. That's not to do this, Brittany. It's, it's fine. We gotta do this thing. Gotta do it so we can get to the border cities
2: We do You don't have to do anything
0: I am going to the border city
2: Dakota starts like kind of strolling Forward a little bit kind of keep trying to Walk alongside Brittany and is like Okay But if you decide you don't want to do that We've already dragged along Someone who didn't want To be here and I don't want to do that again
0: I want to be here I'm going to do it It's the only way I can beat him.
2: Okay. Okay. I'll trust you on that. And uh, Dakota walks alongside Brittany. Uh,
0: I think the uh, three of you uh, walk down the hallway coming back to the same like kind of staircase uh, that you had come down from. And as you reach it, uh, you hear the sounds of like footsteps uh, coming down the stairs and you uh, see coming down, sprinting down on all fours, is Dorothy. And Dorothy, you kind of run into the three of them, almost like uh, like going too fast for you to really be able to uh, to really tell until it is that, like, uh, you're, like, face-to-face with them.
4: Yeah, I think I'm going, like, full speed, one thought, and, like, eventually, yeah, see that there's two people. On the staircase, that I just like, I I like have to like skid to a stop because I don't I don't process whether this is friend or foe,
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh, and I think you kind of like Dakota would see that in Dorothy's face for like a split second where like she just looks up with no recognition of like who's in front of her because mm-hmm. she's just so panicked, but like I'd stop, and I think having run into you know Dakota and the driver, I just I freeze because. Uh, I'm still unsure about what's going on.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota, like, turns on, like, a dime, like, to, like, face and, like, um, kind of in a, in a fright. It looks over and um, looks down at what Dakota assumes is Dorothy. I, I imagine that Dorothy is kind of hunched over and, and morphed in ways that Dakota would be difficult to recognize a little bit.
0: Yeah, Dorothy isn't hasn't isn't fully a rabbit at this yeah. point. Like, there's still very few rabbit-like yeah. features about her. But yeah, most certainly she's kind of hunched over in a way that does not feel like Dorothy.
2: Dakota, like stiffens up and goes, "Dorothy, Dorothy," and takes a few steps forward.
4: I think I like kind of come back to like recognize who this is and all that sort of stuff and I like stand up fully like I think I realize that I'm on all fours it's the first time that I like process that and so I like stand up and I look over it yeah Dakota and Brittany where, where where's Walter
2: Dakota like kind of kneels down to eye level with Dorothy um Walter is dealing with something else inside here right now are, are you okay? Or wh- 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 why are you running?
4: No, I'm not okay. Sister May is trying to—I don't know—trap us all here. The floor was quicksand, and I lost Elsie. Wait, 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 wait! Hold on,
2: hold on, Dorothy. The floor was quicksand. What do you mean? That—that's what happened to Walter.
4: Well, that was what was happening upstairs. Is the whole—all the floor was trying to like, was trying to suck me in, and I.
0: As you are saying this, you can hear from upstairs somewhere uh, like almost as if like at like the like the door, like kind of going into the stairwell, you just hear the voice of Sister May echoing through the halls going, Dorothy, I know you're there. Come on. There's Um, still so much time left in your rehabilitation and we can go through it together.
2: Hearing that, Dakota stands up and kind of uh, pushes Dorothy behind him and, like, gets into a stance and, like, stiffens up to kind of face uh, whoever's coming down the stairs.
4: Um, I'm still very unsure the whole situation, but if somebody's putting themselves between me and May, I immediately am fine with it. And I just, like, (laughs) hunker down, like, behind Dakota maybe like holding on to one of his legs or something
0: and as uh, you are doing that you hear like the slow kind of heels against uh, the floor like kind of echoing just uh, saying Dorothy you can't get far here there's no use in running this church can be your salvation if you let it If you open your heart and mind to the glory of the sublime and all that it has to offer you. And eventually, like the the clicking of the heels is getting closer and closer. And there's almost this weird kind of shift in the atmosphere of this place. You know, up until this point has typically felt very calm. Uh, not in like a supernatural way where it's like, ah, this place feels very calming. I'm I'm very relaxed or no. It just felt, you know, it didn't feel stressful. Everything here was kind of designed and, and, and made in such a way to make you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. almost neutral, even um, open to suggestion. But now there's this kind of malevolence that is kind of brought here. It's almost this sensation, like a wave radiating through the church. I think this kind of manifests in like ways where the walls change, the floor changes, the ceiling changes in like very small and subtle ways that if you weren't looking, you almost wouldn't have noticed that it even happened where the walls for the most part have been, pretty blank other than like the doors here or there that you could go into. But now like you turn away from a wall and then you look at again and there's like a stained glass mirror there that was not there before. And it's almost like happening in waves as she's getting closer, the changes are becoming much more apparent to you. And by the time you all are face to face with her, Assuming that you even stay that long. She like stands on the upper part of the like last landing right before coming down the stairs to where you all are. As she looks down on you uh, from up there and you can see that there are the it kind of goes from looking like this more kind of modern church to kind of starting to resemble a kind of older not necessary cathedral-esque look in here, but somewhere in between. Dorothy, as you are like looking up at her, you see there's a stained glass mirror behind her and just like kind of framing her and like as light is coming through, um, you can see that the stained glass mirror behind her has a very interesting design. It so wait, a, it's a mirror It's a sorry a string a sorry a stained glass window not a mirror that's oh, what I'm okay. Uh, a stained glass window that has colorful autumnal I- I- intricate designs of three dogs with like large spiked collars and like chains dragging behind them. Huge beasts of animals foaming at the mouth, even almost looking like they're looking out of the stained glass window down at you. Dakota, you get the feeling that as you're like in here and you're like, look as she's looking down at you and you're looking up at her as she's just has this very condescending smile and like, uh, a a pompous look in her eye as she looks down at you you get the sense of judgment of pity she's looking down at you as someone who has given up something so wonderful so powerful so good to do what exactly nothing And she kind of just, like, yeah, she stands there, she looks down at the four of you and says, oh, 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 there you are, Dorothy.
4: At that, like, Dorothy, like, just involuntarily lets out a little whimper.
0: Dakota, I see that you have found her for me.
4: Mm,
2: Not for you. Mm. Dakota kind of starts, like, grinding his teeth.
0: (sighs) How disappointing. I thought that you would make quite the harbinger, but alas, you have forsaken the path. I always thought that you might have. You didn't seem like you had the look for it. Didn't have uh, the—forgive my crassness—didn't look like you have the balls for it. Not usually my choice of words, but it feels appropriate. Hello, everybody. It's me, Kendo, here to do the mid-episode (laughs) mid-roll. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. It means so much to us that you spend any time at all during your very busy day listening to our humble little award-winning podcast. It's just a little bit more ironic every time I say it. If you are enjoying the podcast, please, 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 please do not forget to rate and review us on whatever it is you're listening to us on right now. Rating and reviewing is the best way to be able to tell other people how you feel about the podcast, how you are enjoying it, and what you think people will like about the podcast other than just telling them face-to-face but you know if you don't want to do that leaving a like and review is the next best thing you can also follow us on twitter and instagram at tales yet told that's t-a-l-e-s-y-e-t-t-o-l-d especially follow us on twitter because that's where we give out most of the information about what's going on with the podcast If episodes are going to be late, like this one, sharing character art, and just in generally, you know, talking to you about the show and about other things that we happen to care about. So, go ahead, go follow us on that, and don't forget that this Friday, May 13th, 7pm Central Time, you can find us on Twitch.tv. Forward slash Bards and Brews. We are having another episode of Prayers in the Static, where we are playing Mothership with our good friends Oleander and Josephine, continuing our wonderful, scary adventure where they're trying to stop an entire colony from getting destroyed because a ship is going to crash into it because a weird. AI said it's going to. It's a weird game, it's very fun, and you should go listen to it and watch it. Uh, and you know, if you haven't caught up, you can watch the first episode on the YouTube channel for Bards and Brews, where all of the VODs get uploaded the same day, well, the next day, not the same day, but you know, we, we, we do the best we can, you know? And last but not least, thank you so much to the Be Gay Roll Dice Network for allowing us to be a part of the queer little family playing our queer little games and sharing our queer little stories with all of you. They are absolutely amazing. And there are some wonderful podcasts on the network. I have an ad for them coming up. But as always, don't forget to eat enough food, drink enough water, get enough sleep and take care of yourself because self-care is very important. And don't forget to love yourself like we love you. Bye.
2: (laughs) Need a new gay found family podcast?
0: We're a queer-led
2: actual D&D play... Nope. <laughs> We're a queer-led actual play D&D podcast of four best friends who are currently playing... Hold on. We're a bunch of queers playing D&D for a podcast. We're lifelong friends. We have space travel, magic technology, heist, horses, and a really gooey goblin. I'm stealing all of your stuff. I'm just going to say this entire ad. <laughs> We have great bonus content With the first episode of each arc Available for Free (laughs) In the entirety of the first arc The Bone Rattlers Uh, Yeah, each arc Is set in a Excuse me Each arc is set in a In-universe history podcast About each planet in the planetary system There's more than one
3: we have a bunch of episodes available for binging and
2: wonderful characters to fall in love with and hate <laughs> including some jank horses we have multiple arcs out that follow the story of Val a trite <laughs> 10 <laughs> okay Val the Triton an interplanetary criminal and MLG gamer uh
1: horse rider extraordinaire
2: Xerxes a murderous demon that likes to wear dad hats And sometimes uh, rides a nightmare horse. Horse. Patches, a part-time old lady, (laughs) full-time ooey gooey cyborg goblin, and her trusty rusty steed, Horace. And Adam, the small boy technomancer, and their journey as they grow and discover uh, the truth to their pasts. I was going to be mad because I didn't do a character voice, and then I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) I did. Magic Magic Dagger, if the true treasure treasure isn't friendship, friendship, I'm going to be mad. mad. I'm gonna be mad. If treasure true, friendship, (laughs) bud.
3: Dakota
2: takes a step forward.
0: Hmm. And she just looks at you like waiting to see if you're gonna say or do anything.
2: I don't need you or the stranger to tell me what I am or what I can't be. And you have no right to say that to Dorothy. You you have no idea who you are, that you need him to tell you who you are.
0: Oh, Dakota, I know who I am. And it is through him that I have found who I am. Sometimes it all it's, all it takes is a little bit of guidance, a little bit of prodding in the right direction for the path in front of you to be illuminated, for the path in front of you to be shone upon with the light of wisdom and brilliance. I see what vision he has for this world. And he has deemed it that I may be a part of that vision, that I might help people find out who they truly are, who they truly should be, and what they can offer to this world and to everyone else. You're just children still trying to find your way in this world, and despite the fact that a path has been shown in front of you, despite that the fact that a good path has been shown to you, a path of worth, a path of security.
4: The only path you've ever shown me was bad and sad and terrible, and I don't want that path.
0: That path was not here, dear Dorothy. That path is back to the place that you say you want to go.
4: No, the only other path that I've seen is through that horrible school, this horrible church, this horrible place. I want to go back. That future you showed me, that's mine. Mm. And I can't have that here.
0: Well,
2: no, stop talking. We don't need your stupid ideas of what it means to be worth something here. All you do here is hurt people and pretend you're doing something for them.
0: Is that it? Is that your tantrum? No. You get you're... mad anytime someone tells you the difference between right and wrong, the difference between what you're supposed to do and what you want to do, and the consequences that come from either of those decisions?
2: You you, 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 you have no idea what's right or wrong. You do what you're told, and that's what's right. You just believe that that's right. You don't You don't think twice.
4: You don't what get do to be you know? the only authority on what's right and wrong.
0: I am not an authority on what's right and wrong. I am merely a messenger. <sighs> I'm done having this conversation with you, children. It is time for you to be disciplined. And she snaps her fingers, and uh, the floor beneath you begins to muddy and liquefy, and the four, of, the two of you begin to sink. Um, you notice you know that.
4: Brittany. Know Aaron.
0: Brittany and Aaron don't seem to be sinking, as Brittany has seemed rather quiet this whole time.
4: I try to grab hold of uh, the wheelchair. it's something It looks like something somewhat solid, so that I can not sink. Mm-hmm.
2: Gotcha. Dakota stands, probably sinking to his ankles, looking back and forth between Sister May and the rest of the group clenches his hand to the break sword on his hip, lets out a grunt and a heavy sigh, and steps towards Dorothy and
0: Brittany instead. Okay. Uh, we're going to cut from there, and we're going to go check in on our pal, Walter.
4: How's the afterlife, Walter?
0: Well, it's... it's we're going to be there soon. Like
4: it's all good.
1: Being It's a lot like being in the floor. <laughs> so... Let's see how this goes.
0: Walter, you're sinking. You have fully delved deep beneath the liquid mud-like floor. I I don't know if there's color here. I don't know if you could even see. I think it's very much like just being in the dark, floating in a sea of emptiness. And I think you asked, what did this church, the construct of the church, what did it desire? And I think it answers you in a voice. And in this darkness, you hear,
3: I desire the health and well-being of all those who live in this land.
0: It kind of echoes throughout this space, and you hear it as kind of like a soft voice floating in the emptiness. It sounds neither masculine nor feminine. You couldn't even quite place what the voice sounds like. It's just words appear in your mind, but it feels like you're hearing them.
1: Can Walter respond in any way? Try. I guess, like, is he able to speak? Yeah. I guess is the first question. Okay.
0: Yeah, you open your mouth and you hear the sound. But again, it's almost like words that are forming in your mind that feel like hearing.
1: Walter responds, if you want to help everyone so bad, why aren't you?
3: I am.
1: No, you're not. If you the have the people. power to heal these people, and 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 you're holding them prisoner, you know, you're you're giving conditions. Well, that's that means that the healing isn't your agenda.
3: I do not understand. The people that come here, they are sick, wounded, both body and soul. And through the healer, we cure them of this illness.
1: What's the illness? There are many kinds,
3: but recently it has been those who have been bonded with the virus, transforming them into animals. Together the healer and I cure
1: them. With a catch. You don't just cure them. You make them conform. Is that right? I do not know of any catch. In order to be healed, they have to stay here. They have to obey the will of the stranger.
3: Ah. I see. You mean the price. Yeah. The role of the healer has always included a price to pay for healing in its first incarnation. The price of healing varied on exactly what it was a character wanted to heal. And now this healer has determined that price be to listen to our new god.
1: How much do you know about what this place is outside of church whole thing? I
3: do not know much. Not
1: so if the price was different, say, to reject the will of the new god.
3: Then that would be the price that the healer determines.
1: Yeah. Uh, what, what, one more question for you. Are you a, are you a person? Hmm.
3: This is a
1: difficult question. Yeah. And
3: what do you mean by a person?
1: You know, I'm not so sure. I just wanted to know what you thought. I wanted to know, uh, from your point of view, who am I talking to? Oh,
3: would you like to see?
1: Yeah, yeah, I would.
0: Okay. A flash of light, the space around you becomes illuminated in this bright, bright golden color, almost like you've been flash banged. and that uh, light then... Like all around you, you can like see yourself, and you can see the vast emptiness that you are in. And that like golden color starts to take on more color, oranges and browns, these wonderful autumnal colors, and you can feel yourself in this space now. What once felt like emptiness now feels like you are in leaves and branches and you can feel yourself standing on something in this emptiness now that is no longer emptiness but looks like a large interconnected web of branches and leaves almost like you were in the canopy of a tree.
1: Walter says, is this uh is this you?
3: Not in my entirety, but it is part of me. It is what This part of me looks
0: like now. And you see that there is like this leaf, uh, amongst like all of them, this like red leaf that kind of falls down in front of you and begins to like float and dance on wind that isn't there. And then it kind of spirals along a branch, almost as if like following the path of like an invisible path along the branches upward to somewhere, almost kind of beckoning you to follow. I follow. Yeah, so you follow uh, this uh, leaf like kind of scrambling, crawling from branch to branch, climbing until eventually you reach uh, a breaking point where you pop out of this canopy and you uh, find yourself looking out of the massively large top of this tree, looking over the town of Oak Creek. And you see all of the like the buildings and stuff below. You see the trains, t- you see like the railroad where the train uh, has been overturned. It's it's uh, slowly like being moved at this point. Like they've gotten like construction vehicles out to be able to start clearing the path so that people can start using the road again. You see life has kind of started moving on again uh, in this small town and you are in the large tree in the center of it all.
1: Okay. Yeah. Walter says, I see. Yeah. I, um, I think I get it. Do
3: you? What do you get?
1: You're, I mean, I don't understand the, uh, exact ins and outs, the, uh, complete details, but you're a part of it. You're connected to it all.
3: In a way, my root system does go rather far out into the sublime. Yeah. You say
1: this is what you are now. Yeah? So that means in the past you've changed. Or would it be more accurate to say you've been
3: changed? I have been changed, if that is what you mean. That someone has forced this change upon me? Forced feels like the wrong word, but it feels like the word you are insinuating.
1: How do you how do you feel about that? Do you feel?
3: I don't have any particular feelings about it. The role has passed on to another. And so I must do as all other sources must do. Exists to provide power.
1: Sources, huh? Yes. I see. Every harbinger has a source. How many are there? Hmm.
3: Well, that is hard to say. Our creator made several upon the creation of this world. I believe there were six of us, but that number has changed throughout the patching and development of our world. It would be hard for me to say. I've only recently learned that there is a new one called the Driver. You don't say. This is the first time I've met them in person, or
1: as much of a person as I can. I guess so. Look, um. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What are you? At this point, I'm someone who dug a little too deep, at least uh, in the eyes of some individuals. I um, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine, and can correct me if I'm wrong, but I uh, can't imagine you get a lot of cases of, you know, someone asking you a question and you hearing it and responding in, in this way.
3: That is accurate. The last time I was able to have a conversation in this way, outside of speaking with the healer, is with the creator.
1: Do you know who they are, the creator?
3: They are our creator.
1: Nothing nothing beyond that. Is there anything
3: beyond that?
1: There's often more than one quality to people, yeah. Strange. I suppose there must be, but I haven't really thought about it. What do you call yourself?
0: I am the healer.
1: Huh. That's funny. I, uh, I would think that, uh, there might be another one with more, uh, human shape that, uh, that might call herself the healer.
3: Ah, uh, yes. She is the current healer. I am the source. Uh-huh. I was the first. My physical presence is no longer necessary now that there is a healer that has taken my place. I merely exist to provide power.
1: You've been changed, yeah? Yes. If I could change you. Would you resist? You'd be opposed to it?
3: I suppose that depends. What are you changing me to?
1: Something I think that might get your job done a little better. Think of it as a performance patch or something.
0: It sounds like you were trying to convince the healer to undergo transformation. I would say this is perhaps a grift, perhaps perhaps you do seem to be trying to convince someone to do something that might be against uh their self-interest uh through persuasion i would say so it seems like the thing that you want them to do is consent to you changing Mm -hmm. them in some way roll plus mush
1: uh that is what is my mush at an eight
0: all right on a seven and nine they'll consider it for a price Well,
3: I suppose if you wanted to change me, you would have to take it up with either the curculean, the creator, or the stranger. I sadly cannot give consent to changing the way that things are. It would be disruptive.
1: How would one get in contact with the creator?
3: Are you not in contact with the creator?
1: I I think that sort of catches Walter off guard. He says, I don't, I don't think I am. Uh, wait. That
3: is... Strange. I am reading the coding in which you are embedded with, and there are distinct patterns here that, well, I've only ever seen the creator use. Uh Uh-huh. The coding is
1: very distinct. I have seen the creator. Well, he has made some rather interesting changes to you. Yeah, Mm. so it would seem
3: taking a look
0: at your cover, and when like they say that you kind of there is like i don't know if you necessarily noticed before but there's almost like this kind of bristle mm-hmm. through you as like the leaves on the trees are like kind of okay. caressing okay. you in ways that feel like almost as if you're being like massaged and like examined by the tree itself as i'm reading through your cover,
3: it would make sense that you would be in contact with the Creator. They have embedded you with a very interesting piece of code. Ah, this would explain why you have not fully undergone your transformation, or at least why it seems to have halted at a very crucial juncture. You're quite lucky.
1: Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Huh.
3: Do you still have your avatar? Come again? Your avatar. Everyone with the virus has it. It is, well, of Avatar of the Virus.
1: Oh. Oh, I haven't seen that thing in a, a long time, if it is what I'm thinking it is.
3: Hmm. Yes, you should still have one. I don't know why you would not have seen it. But perhaps if you can find it, it would allow you to contact the creator. The coding here seems to suggest it was created by him personally.
1: Huh. You mean the other avatars aren't? Not
3: quite. They've been edited quite
1: extensively. Huh. If I haven't seen my avatar in a long time, how would I, how would I find it again?
3: Hmm, I am unsure. Maybe the healer would know. The other one, not me. Yeah,
1: okay. Thank you for answering.
3: Of course. It is not often that I have the chance to converse with anyone outside of the healer.
1: Yeah, hope I make for decent conversation. I would say you do. I think I'd like to go back. I, uh... I might be hitting you up again pretty soon, but I have some things to do right now.
3: Understood. I can send you back.
1: Can I make a request? Is it possible if you, uh, if you, uh, just, just for, for a while, if you just stopped, uh, sucking me and my friends into the floor?
0: Okay. That's going to be another grift, bud.
1: Ooh. Uh, that's a
3: nine.
0: <laughs> You'll consider it for a price. Mm, I could maybe do that.
3: It appears that the healer is currently using the church in a way to capture agitators. Are these agitators your friends?
1: Agitators isn't, uh... Well, uh, yeah, agitators is the word I'd use, yeah.
3: Well, it would be wrong of me to go against the will of the healer, but this was rather good conversation, and you do seem to be rather special, Walter. I suppose I can assist you in your friends, but... In return, could we talk again?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd actually like that.
3: Yeah. I would like that too. Okay.
0: And we are going to cut back to uh, Dakota, Dorothy, Aaron, and Brittany. The four of you are... While still in that uh, hallway, right by the stairs, with Sister May looking down on you as you all begin, were beginning to be sucked into the ground of the church. And Dakota, I believe you said that you were reaching out, or at least uh, trying to move in the direction of Dorothy, Brittany, and Aaron. Correct. All right. What are you doing?
2: <clears throat> Just trying to get out of the quicksand and move with them. Okay.
0: Cool. Um,
4: but you said that the quicksand was specifically happening under me and Dakota, right? And that is correct. the other two do not seem to be sinking. So, that
0: is correct. Okay.
4: Okay. Just checking. I try to grab for the wheelchair. It's mm-hmm. an anchor.
0: Um, okay. Uh, Dakota, as you are starting to reach out, I guess, hmm, what is this going to be? I feel like this is a roll of some sort. Um, could be. Step up. I think step up makes sense here. You're a big kid. You have to protect those who can't protect themselves. Roll plus steam.
1: Step
2: up. Mm-hmm. Got you. second here. I don't have my dice with me, real quick. Anyone want to roll for me?
4: I can. What dice do you want? Green, red,
2: uh, white. Red sounds good.
4: All right, here we go. You got a nine on the dice.
2: That's a a 12.
4: Okay.
0: On a 10 plus, you deter or block the attack of a foe that would have harmed one of your friends. Um, So I I believe that you are able to, like, kind of pick yourself out of the the quicksand floor, uh, like, kind of scoop up Dorothy and, like, hop out of... Actually, no, I'll let you describe what this looks like.
2: Um... Yeah, I'd imagine that, like, Dakota kind of, like, turns around and, like, looks to Dorothy, trying to struggle to get out, um, and clenching the braceboard, takes it and stabs it into a wall, and the other hand uh, wraps uh, his arm around Dorothy and yanks them both out of the quicksand, and starts to kind of, like, move quickly down the hallway towards Brittany and Aaron. Okay
0: awesome. Uh well, Brittany and Aaron were like right next to you all. Okay. Um you. they just weren't being sucked in by the the ground. Um but yeah, you can totally move just like to the other side of uh the hall away from where the the quicksand was starting to to sink. And as you're doing that, uh, Dakota, you get the sense, like, as you're, like, picking up Dorothy, like, stabbing into the wall, like, hopping over the thing, moving through this space, it feels like you're able to do it with no issue. But as you do, you can't help but get the feeling that you're, like, moving through water as you are, like, almost the air is thicker, even. It's like it's just a very weird sensation as if you were like running like through like the bottom of a pool. But you're able to get over to that other side and away from the quicksand. And you see that Sister May kind of looks almost amused as you are doing that. And she says... It's useless to struggle. And you start to feel like the 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 ground, like where you were, like where you just landed, begin to start sinking as well. And it's as that is starting to happen, as you like, you can feel like the kind of sloshing underneath the soles of your boots, you uh, it just kind of stops all of a sudden where it starts to liquefy and then it hardens like back into floor and as you're like kind of like whoa okay that's weird the ceiling above sister may begins to liquefy and walter you fall down from the ceiling right onto the head of sister may
1: hang on i fall i fall onto her head
0: Yes, like right, she doesn't expect, she's shocked, She like kind of like, oh, what, and like tries to start grabbing at you, and, um, yeah, yeah you fall I'll right on top of her there. head.
4: Okay. Fucking well, she, her hair, yeah. She's
0: gonna, she's gonna try to grab you and like throw you and like rip you off and throw you against the I wall. Yeah, she can fucking try. <laughs> I'll,
3: yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, gonna, I'll, I'll just like. Are
0: you doing something to. R- what would to, this role even be? Like. Um. Well, I would say brace yourself, but you don't. I kind of feel like this would just be like a steamroll. Just like a. I I mean. I mean. That is Brace yourself. Uh, So you prepare yourself for incoming harm. Oh, I
4: guess. Uh,
0: No, because she's about to throw you against a wall, which would be incoming harm. Um, and your way of blocking this is just to like dig deeper into her scalp, which is. (laughs) You know, has always
1: historically right, gone enough. great. Yeah,
4: that always turns out well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, roll plus steam minus two because you don't have brace yourself.
1: I rolled a. I rolled uh, a Even 10. with the minus
0: two, that's amazing. Uh, so you cancel one incoming harm, <laughs> but garner the attention. <laughs> That'll be amazing if so, I had So yeah, hadn't she tries to.
4: <laughs> she. Tr- Do you have her attention? <laughs>
0: yeah you uh so you grab uh you grab deeper into her scalp as she's trying to tear you off and she's like let go of me you insolent and like she's trying to rip you off but you were like digging deep and like she realizes if she just tries to pull you off she's gonna cut up her face and such um while she is distracted is there anything that any of you all do um
2: dakota sees this he's like Walter, and then sets, like, kind of has, like, sets sort with Brittany, um, and leaves the break sword in the wall and, and sprints at Sister May and just hauls a punch into her stomach.
0: Yo, okay. Well, it sounds like you're doing hurt. Uh, when all is fails, you can hit something. Describe how you attack, which you've done. Roll plus steam.
2: Um, you want to roll some red dice, Ilda?
4: Sure. That's a five plus
2: three. So it's an
0: eight. All right. Do one harm, but your target immediately retorts. Okay, cool. Uh, so you punch her in the gut and uh, like, she like reels over uh, in pain with like Walter on her scalp. <laughs> you just like throwing like a haymaker right into her gut. Um, I think she Can I she see grab-
4: her? Can I see her like, losing balance
0: uh and like... she has to retort, okay. She has she to retort. okay retorts so after the thing i described you can do what you're gonna do um I
4: might
0: have, but... uh, yeah we'll see. we'll see um she grabs you uh by the arm that you've just punched her in and she uh kind of She can't really see you underneath, like, Walter, uh, who's, like, on top of her face, but you can tell, like, she looks up at you as she's grabbing your arm, and she, like, takes, like, she grabs, like, the forearm and, like, the upper arm, like, by the shoulder of you to, like, get some leverage, and then she uses her weight to kind of force you to move alongside her. And the two, the three of you go crashing through one of the stained glass windows that have appeared on the wall and go flying through it. And you find yourselves falling into a large swimming pool. And you all go crashing in. (laughs) uh into the water and uh like all of you like kind of flailing about i mean Walter you might still just be kind of grabbing onto our arm uh but yeah Dorothy you've just see them go crashing through this window and you can hear on the other side of the window like the whistling of a lifeguard <laughs> uh and like the sounds of people
4: i'm going to look over at brittany and aaron what are, what, what are they looking like uh, having witnessed all of this?
0: I think you're seeing Brittany turn, taking Aaron with her, starting to move to run down the hall, um, like back out of the way that they had originally came.
4: Where are you going?
0: She does not answer you. Wait
4: up. I, I run after her.